a Shishkin Productions podcast. Hey, Sizzlers. Before we get into the episode, we want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe versus Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to podvoices.help. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word. Yo, so probably had a top five video career moment, but Dude, top ten moment what about overall. top eight of life. You remember MySpace? Yeah, my whole, whole okay, career. Okay, so top like five doing video career. There's t- it's a top five. All right, so Vince, this is top four video career moments. You said uh, top five. Video it's number five. So it's number five. It's number five. It's number five. It's number five. Hey, what's up, Sizzlers? Welcome to another episode of the, the Sizzle Reel Podcast. The one and only Sizzle Reel Podcast. There might be another. There actually is another. Some guy tried. Some guy tried. Did I tell oh, you this? Oh, I don't know. I looked it up because I remember one day I was typing in Sizzle Reel. Yeah. Some guy, some guy, last November or some shit. Oh, tried. so after we were already established. Oh, yeah, we were way established. We had the footprint. He tried to start one called the Sizzle Reel. I think he got two episodes in and then never picked it up. Well, well, well. Guess how many episodes in we are. 91? 92. 92? Oh my God. Yeah, the score is now Ooh. 92 to 2. Wow. In, in honor of, in favor of this sizzle reel. Well, may, maybe he had quality over quantity. I, uh, I never listened. But he, he probably did. But uh, we're still going, and that's right. what's important. Yeah, you know what is. I mean? Uh, to the, to the victor go the spoils, as they say. Mm. Uh, welcome back, sizzlers, to another episode. We're really out here. First of all, you know, I don't, I'm not the biggest fan of, of this country and the way we do things. Yeah. But I'd like to wish you a happy 4th of July. Yeah, happy 4th of July. I mean, it's it just because things are falling apart doesn't mean we can't enjoy some fireworks and uh, some, some hot dogs and hamburgers. I mean, my thinking is more like... Sunburn. I'm just glad that we're not working today. Yeah, I mean, you that's know, nice. For people who are listening to this on 4th of July, well, hey, look, we don't have to work today. A well, small win for the workers. A little three-day A little, little tiny win. A little tiny win for the workers. Man, in news, I had to work every single 4th of July. It was so sad. Oh, that sucks. So sad. I mean, one time it was nice. I got like a really... Like uh, like a balcony or like rooftop view of of the uh, fireworks fireworks that I wouldn't have gotten otherwise. But I was still working. Why? Th- Why do you have to work every Fourth of July? What days did you get off? Um, usually you could pick one of either Christmas or Thanksgiving, and then everything else you kind of just have to be the first one to get the request in, or you have to be like, you know, one of the senior people there. You know, been there the longest in the. You group. you pick Christmas or Thanksgiving, as in you pick the one day. Yeah, you got you get one or the other. You, you have to work both. Christmas Eve though, uh, or like Thanksgiving typically. Eve. And I shit. mean, so, I mean, sometimes you could take the week off, but yeah, that's some th- bullshit. Thanksgiving was tough because it was usually right after uh, November sweeps, so yeah. people like put in all their requests like they needed that time off. People, people, man, but like the people who were higher ranking at the station, of course, they got. They got basically all of November and December off. News fucking sucks because you yeah. can't really pre-record the news. No, you know? no. You should be able to, though. That, that's some, like, minority report shit. Pre-record the news? Well, I mean, just, like, knowing the news in advance. It's that's like, like thought crimes. If I was a time traveler, <clears throat> like, back in the past, sure. first thing I would do, if I knew I was going back, I'd record all of the news for those days. Okay. And I'd go to the local news station and I'd say, hey, guys. 
here is every news for the next five years. You guys don't have to take do any work. Just fucking air these. It's it's like the almanac and Back to the Future, but yeah. but even better, even more boring. <laughs> um, Chris, uh, tell the people where they can find us before we get into everything here. Shit, we are at Sizzlereel Gang on Twitter and Instagram. We are Sizzlereel Gang at Gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. I believe we have an email today. Yes, Very we exciting. do. We're gonna get to it. Uh, and you know we're Shishkin Productions is on TikTok and mm-hmm. Instagram as well. Look them yep. up. Also, the Sizzlereel Cold Line. Yes. Very important. Brr. It is three, 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 two, three, 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 forty-three, sixty-one. 3, 3, 3, we have a special guest who's going to come on the show later, yeah, and I he, saw him cracking up. Yeah, he, I don't he, think it was cracking he, up. I think it was a SMH. Yeah, but for him, like that's as much of a smile as he can muster. That's true. He, he's making it a point to not make eye contact with us and just scroll through his phone that's because he hates exactly this part right. of the show. And he's the one who wanted to come on. If you recall, <laughs> if you recall, yeah. on Tuesday, he Tuesday texted night. us at like 1145 at night That's and true. was like, I can't wait to come on Sizzle Reel this week, guys. You got to let me on. And now he's here and he's uh, he's, he's just he's, relishing he's, in yeah. the moment. He, wow. He's, he loves it. First, he couldn't mustard something and now he's relishing. Yeah, this guy needs to catch up to this conversation. He's <laughs> <laughs> really hey. hot dogging over there. <laughs> Man, he's ready for Fourth of July, though. Yo, fucking uh, mayo. <laughs> um <laughs> All right, look, uh, before we even get to it, you know, you guys got to know Sizzle Real Live is coming up. Oh, yeah. What? Sizzle Real Live. August 23rd? July August 20th? I don't even remember. I think it's August 25th. 25th. Um, but this is episode 92. I mean, we're eight away from Sizzle Real Live. Okay, so um, it's eight weeks from today, right? Yeah, it's it's coming up. It's actually like seven and a half weeks. We have to record it in advance. But Oh, so it's not really live. Well, I mean, the it's show live, will be live but it's in not. front of people, but it's posting. Yeah, mm-hmm. it'll be recorded. Uh, All right. And that brings me to this. If you go to if you go to hello seven seven three nine five dot wixsite dot com slash my dash site dash one. I can think, I hit enter? I think that will take you to the sizzle reel. Oh, yep, it works. That's where you can get your tickets. Uh you can also try sizzle reel gang the website dot com. Hopefully by the time you guys hear this, I'll have it up and running, but it might be a couple weeks. It's a really good website. Great website. There's it's, a lot of it's stuff. It's worth it. You know, hit, also, hit, hit the minus 15, minus 15, listen to it again, type it in your yes. browser. You, I'll say it for you again. Hello, 77395.wixsite.com slash my dash site dash one. And uh, the RSVP button on the site does not work yet, <laughs> but <laughs> you have all of the information. RSVP anyway. Yeah, you have all the information. You guys will get it. Um, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a good time. Sizzle Reel is really coming along. Um, and so is Rounds of Sound. Rounds of Sound, I don't know if you've checked the Instagram page. Oh, we have like 150,000 followers. Very impressive. Point. Very impressive. Uh, Sizzle Reel, also, we're going to start maybe putting out some animated... Do we have 150 followers yet on Sizzle Reel? I think Reel? we got like 70. Okay. Uh, just 70, not 70,000. No, yeah, 70. yeah. Um, we're going to start putting out Sizzle Reel animations. We're going to start taking little clips That's of episodes, right. animating them. Flora uh, is a fucking balling ass animator, so she's going to go ahead and get that popping, you know? Yeah, so we basically did a little trial this week. We clipped out 20 seconds of a, of a previous show and, and had Flora animate it in, what's it called? Uh, Adobe Character Animator. Character Animator. Uh, and, you know, it was pretty cool. Yeah, it's great. I, I'm pretty, like, I, I like the idea of the program and how it works where like you you can feed audio into it and Mm -hmm. you basically have to draw several mouth shapes like south park style right and 
it kind of puts two and two together and animates the mouth. And then you can go in and, you know, do little adjustments to make it perfect. But yeah, it's really cool. Like you basically feed in a stream of audio. It analyzes that audio, determines where like you're making the like O sound and like your mouth makes that shape or you're making mm-hmm. an E sound and your mouth makes a different shape. It realizes where you're making those. It does its best to like put in the proper mouth shapes. Then you go in and clean it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So she knocked it out. I mean, she did basically 20 seconds of animating a conversation between two people. And I think she did it in like like a day. Yeah. Like less less than a day, yeah. really. I mean, really good stuff. It's a uh, part of that's the I don't know if it uses AI character animator, but it, it works it, really well. It, it must use some something. form of it, right? Finally, speaking of AI, I oh, know yeah. we, were, we, were, we were messing with the Dolly mini thing. I uh, finally got dude. I'm so jealous. Got through the waiting list for Dolly, the actual Dolly. And we were messing with that today. That program is so fucking powerful. Dude, it, it puts the other ones to shame. Like, I, I really enjoy messing around with Dolly Mini and Dolly Mega, but it's not the same at all. Like, this yeah, one, is one is so is much insane, more powerful. Dude. It's really good. Um, the wait times are way shorter. It's and like it's, 20 it's, seconds, it's, maybe. It's, it's incredibly, uh, like, you, you can be very, very descriptive, and it'll give you the real things. Like, so, for example, you can type in, the style of the thing you want, you know, if you want it to be like an oil painting or mm-hmm. if you want it to be like a 3D render, yep. if you want it to be comic book style animation, you can even get really specific where you can say um, maybe in the style of Pablo Picasso and exactly. it literally will like you can type in cubist, but you could also type in in the style of this painting by Pablo Picasso or exactly. whatever. And it will try to recreate it. That It's it's pretty fucking nuts, honestly. I like I don't know what the practical applications for it other other than like creating simple art I guess it's it's not simple but it's you know you can only customize it to a certain point I mean something that we tried out we did uh like a few different clip arts you know because sometimes you need clip Mm -hmm, art for mm -hmm. whatever whatever you did yeah sunglasses clip arts and that gave us some good results then you did like Ray-Ban Wayfarer tortoiseshell sunglasses clip art yeah and it got pretty damn yeah, close it did, it did really really well i mean the great part about that is like if you're doing just like a random uh, i don't know say you're making like a flyer or something or you just need a random piece of art to throw into an after effects project like a little bullet point or yeah. not a bullet point you know what i mean some tiny little icon or something you can actually have this generate icons for you and you're not infringing anyone's on anyone's intellectual property yep you're not stealing a piece of art from anyone it's creating a brand new thing for you i see a lot crazy. of potential uh for memes you know like if you're having like a conversation yeah. like, you know text conversation whatever with someone and they say something absurd and you just want like that, that as image. an image yeah you can just you know type it in have it in 30 seconds and send it's, it and it's, it's gonna hit i mean uh, it's 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 pretty incredible i feel like that's the kind of thing where if you showed it to someone in like 1950 or 1960 they would probably like I don't know. I mean, seeing it now like, Are you in a communist in 2022, it's fucking mind blowing. It is. It is wild. It's it's fucking nuts. Um, yo, we got we got an email. That's this email. Oh, this email so is long. pretty crazy. I think we need to bring in our guest before we get to this email. Okay. Because I think he's gonna have some things to say about it. Um, you know, our guest has been waiting patiently over here, and we're excited to have him back on. He man, he doesn't look very excited to be here, but yeah, he's, he, he's still just scrolling through his he phone. He's not engaged he at all. Literally, has not looked up from his phone since we started the show. He doesn't it's even care what we're talking insane. about. I can't believe it. Um, yeah, but uh, it's Vince, uh, Air Vince One, 
Air Vince What's One is poppin', here. y'all? He's on to 13,000 followers at this point, I believe. Almost, right? baby. 12.6. Let's 12. get it 12.7 now. Hey, guys. He's, he's if you're growing. listening, follow at Air Vince One. Yeah. We, we need, we need 300 more. Yeah, Air Vince One. Build up my self-esteem. Get him up to 13K. <laughs> yeah. Air Vince One, what's up? What's cracking, y'all? Good what's to be poppin'? here. Uh, happy July 4th weekend, a.k.a. Yes. No Work Weekend, a.k.a. Right. Fuck the Government, That's a.k.a. Right. Yeah. Hell yeah. AKA. Yeah. yeah. AKA, yeah. baby. All right, Rax. You got it. You got it. If you got too many AKAs, you know, you'll run out of stuff to say. Yeah. Um, we're going to get into this uh, email if you want to help us answer it. All right. Um, this one came in from Kevin. Kevin linked to an article in this. The article is called Videography is Poised to End Traditional Event Photography. And Kevin writes, I know that y'all, that's me and Chris, I guess, I know that y'all, Vince, Tyler, etc., have all been on this train since it left the station, but how do you feel about it? Does everybody really think that weddings and events will be just video? I feel like stills will always have a place, even outside of 80 megapixel 8K video screenshots. And then he says, a top commenter at the bottom of the page also mentioned the very dynamic lighting situations that happen at events. Who loves a bright LED lamp in their eyes on the dance floor all night? Love the show, Kevin. P.S. I promise I'll call the cold line someday. Ooh. Hopefully one day. Um, so uh, in a nutshell, Chris, you want to run through what this article is about? Yeah, so more or less this article kind of just mentions how 8K as a standard is coming. And uh, apparently 8K video resolution is equivalent to just over 33 megapixels. So that's, you know, it's pretty, pretty large frame it's it's good for for large prints for anything um and you know they talk about how maybe this isn't here yet but in three or four years sony's eventually going to come out with the the a7 4 uh they expect to offer 8k and at least 60 frames per second if not more and they really think that people are just going to to start pulling stills from this 8k video in lieu of having an event photographer. So clients will be able to save money uh, not hiring a, a photographer in addition to a videographer. And that's basically the gist. It's it's weird because I've definitely had to do that before. I've had to pull stills from shit instead yeah, of same. like when there weren't any photos. But I don't, I don't know, man. I don't think it works. For me, like I... Half the time they're fucking blurry. There's motion blur and shit. It's like... Exactly. I think that this is a little bit... It's going a little too far. It's saying it's poised to end traditional event photography. Like, I can see some gigs, you know, bypassing the photographer and just pulling from the videos. But I think, by and large, event photography is... It's going to stay the same because it's, it's a different style of shooting for one. Like when you're getting video, it's usually dynamic. It's moving like you don't, I, I don't know. I think videographers shoot differently than photographers yeah. and yeah. like you can't have a flash on your, your video camera because then yeah. it's going to fuck up the videos themselves. I don't, it just doesn't totally make sense to me. I think this person's off base. I think so too. And most of the commenters kind of agree with that. One commenter says that they actually do offer pulling stills, you know, from their video. And a lot of the, like the couples that he's shown it to can't even tell the difference. Wow. Oh my God. Yeah. But I, I'm just still not buying it. Cause like for me, one 8k video, you know, an an hour of 8K raw video must be what six or seven terabytes. Since like it's so much footage that it it doesn't make sense to like shoot that way just to get 
some photos, which right. would probably only take up, you know, 50 gigs, whatever. Right, right, right. And you have to go through hours of footage to... Even if you're shooting at 60 frames per second, you got to find the perfect frame that doesn't have any motion blur. Yeah. You know, the lighting's correct. For every one good frame, you're going to have like hundreds, if not thousands of ones that don't work. Thousands. Right? It's definitely thousands, if not tens of thousands of frames that don't don't work. It's you know? just like, so yes, like, like the author's idea is that on set, it's going to be so much easier to just use the video but that ignores the entire post-production workflow yeah, where true. like you're gonna get bogged out it's gonna take so much longer than it would normally that you're not even saving money at that point yep. by not hiring a photographer and the, the quality is gonna suffer yeah and you know not to mention lighting conditions and like even editing the photos like i know it says something here about 10-bit raw or whatever but mm -hmm. then again it's like who the fuck is shooting 8K 10-bit raw right now. Like, that's doing events. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, doing, like, weddings. Nobody. It, I mean, even we we just worked an event this this week, and it was all shot at 1080. Mm -hmm. Like, it, yes, you know, people do shoot in 4K sometimes. 6K to be, to be fair, that event was for quick turnaround. Yeah, but a lot, I mean, a lot of events you are, mean, yeah. you know? I mean, Vince, what do you think? Uh, twofold. Um, and I did hear hear something about this article floating on Twitter, so it's good to actually get more information right now. Um, two things. Uh, stills ain't going away. Yeah. Period. Right. Yeah. Stills have stood the test of time. Literally. I mean, cave drawings are fucking stills, right? Yeah. Um. Yoke. Number two. Stamp that. I think <laughs> this goes back to another point that I'm probably going to start advocating more of as my career grows and content creators i say content creators i'm not saying dp cinematographers i'm saying the hybrids the videographers the photographers they need to start respecting the craft a lot more yeah. and when i say that i say stop bending over backwards for clientele who want to save money if yeah. someone comes up to you and says hey i have a wedding i need photo and video don't try to make more bang for your buck and do both. Make sure they hire a video person and a photo person separately because mm -hmm. that's how this shit's going down. Pete clientele are seeing, oh, the tech is there. Let's take some screen grabs. Yep. And then the person who's desperate for work is saying, oh, I could do that. And yet the back end, like Chris, like you mentioned in mm -hmm. post, it's going to be more they're going to be working much harder. Yeah. But it's like, that's where it's coming down to. People are half-assing shit. And literally, these people who are doing the live events and stuff, they need to stop bending over backwards. They get a budget. They say, hey, I can only do video. I can only do photos. Stop doing the hybrid stuff. And I, I know agree. people who like doing hybrid, but guess what? When you do hybrid, you're only good at either one or the other. Yeah. You're not going to be good at both. And a lot of times what happens is, especially when it comes to weddings, maybe they might not know because they don't know content, but people who know content know for sure if they're good at one thing versus the other. Yeah. And this is happening more and more because technology is easier to get to now the point of entry is easier to get to and it's okay to bend over backwards for $300 for a day worth of shooting and I call That's bullshit I think crazy. people need to start respecting the craft a lot more because it's affecting the people who actually bill and charge correctly it's bringing us all down here yeah stop being hybrid yeah no yeah Straight you up. can't do it well you can if you're gonna be hybrid just charge accordingly you know Charge I mean? double and yeah, you better be damn good at you, both. Yeah, you better be able you better have a plan when you come in. I mean, the thing for me is like if you 
want to have both photos and videos at your event, whatever, if you want to have multiple things at your event, multiple content capture strategies, whatever, you need to be able to like pay for everyone as they request a rate to be. I hate when like someone will be like, okay, cool. What's what we want to do? How much is it? And you tell them how much it is. And then they go, what? Like, that's too much. It's like, no, dude. What? That's what it costs, you, bro. You, you, that's, you asked me how much it costs. I told you how much it costs. Like, then you say, oh, okay, I understand. Unfortunately, we only have this much. What can you do anything with that or no? And if not, it's all good. Like, I can go find someone else or I can go find someone more junior, whatever. But I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I think that's, that's some bullshit. The worst is like, it, it tends to be like the people who have the least amount of money. Oh, yeah. Of always course. cause the most problems. Oh, yeah. Like it's. it's but but I, and I think it's people are forgetting that us as freelancers, especially we dictate the cost of things. We are the gatekeepers here. People ask us how much they are. It's our responsibility to tell them a good number. Right. If people are going to keep bending over backwards and just doing gigs for like shit, like for people who are not notable or something that's not going to progress them, they're screwing over everyone. Case in point, I did my first wedding, a yeah. uh, video shoot uh, about two weeks ago, mm -hmm. full day's worth of work. It was maybe like 10 AM to like midnight. Right. Mm -hmm. It was me, one cam. We had another video person and a photographer. I got paid $500 for that wedding. The only reason why I did it that low is because I just wanted the experience to kind of just see what was going on. Yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's a low rate for a 14 hour day. Low rate. Yeah. And I found out the other video person who works with this person frequently had two cameras of his own and a drone and he got paid $400. Yeah, that's nuts. That's, 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 that's rough. not cool. And the I, photographer got paid way more. Yeah. Right. Mm. So like. Even that's fishy as hell because the other person knows the craft mm -hmm. is lowballing the people working with them. Yeah. So like if you're going to do photo and video, if you're hiring people to do video and you do photo, either they have to make as much as you are or make more because video is so much more complex. Yeah. I don't. I, and in terms of the pricing, I don't really mind paying someone like 400 bucks a day or 500 a day or whatever, as long as like the complexity of what they're doing kind of reflects the like, I don't know, it, it reflects the price. Right. So, you know, 400 wouldn't be like a 14 hour day. It would be like a very chill eight hour day, like very chill, like not for two cameras, a drone, no, not for two, and no, you're no, running around. No way. No way would I No, No way. No way. No way. It would be a thing where you show up and the camera is provided and all you have to do is like, hit record and stand there yeah. or something like yeah, that yeah. and you get lunch but it's just and that you get paid like the money to get there it's that example I mean? right because most likely said photographer probably has like this standard rate for photography and they added in a little extra for video and that's why said person was only able to pay a thousand for video when it should be double yeah, yeah. right they're so just like bundling it up kind of yeah it's like oh i do photo but i could do a little video but let me just outsource this for way less because i'm a hybrid person myself right yeah. the the weirdest part is that like that's gonna be like content is forever gonna be needed and people are always gonna want shit and they're gonna want more and more and more of it but it's it's like the price is going down across the board almost it needs to be going very up. bizarre it needs to either be going up or people really need to stop and it sucks because like when you enter in the freelance game, you really don't know what to charge. And a lot of people just want things on portfolio. And I get that. But like 
yo, you got to take a stand. You can't be working for beans because it's really screwing up everyone else who's actually not working for beans. What if they're True. magic beans? They're magic beans and maybe. <laughs> um, <laughs> yo, but I, I think that's at the end of the day when it comes to um, the stills and 8K and all this shit, it's just, you know, the market, the clientele are trying to get more bang for their buck and people are bending over backwards for them and it shouldn't be that case. Yeah, We dictate the price. Stop half-assing shit and stop getting clients comfortable with paying close to nothing. It's not cool and this it's is, fucking everybody else This up. is excellent. The July 4th episode of uh, Sizzle Reel, we got union rep Vince up. <laughs> I fucking love it, dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't, you know, the the energy was not like this before he came on. He was just looking at his phone and then he... We got like, him riled boom, up. we got him riled up. Um, We worked, uh, before we go to break, let's just real quick, couple yeah, minutes. Yeah. We worked on a an event this week yeah we were editing the the it was a live event and like you said it was shot at 1080 it was and that one was a a a dream of an event in terms of the attitude of the people there everyone was very chill we were fed the the food food was pretty good craft was on point it was pretty good um and the work itself was fairly chill it was pretty easy i mean just it's it, just a matter of doing it. The timeline got a little quickly. compressed at times, but the work itself was chill. And uh, everyone was really nice, and we got paid pretty decently. So that was, like, a great example of a live event. It was, uh, you know, and it was just nice to be back at a, a live event. I mean, that's, for a while, that's how you kind of, like, really made your bread yeah. and butter was yeah. going to live events and editing either photos or videos yeah. of the live event. And, you know, I've done that in the past, too. And then we had two years, three years where there were no events. So mm-hmm. this is the first time we've done something like this, at least for me, since it was May 2019 was the last time I went to a live event to edit. So it's been yeah. over three years. Yeah, that's nuts. The last time I went was Feb- February 2020. No, January 2020. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was in Vegas. I was going to go in February 2020 to Barcelona, but something Got happened. Canceled. Something happened. Um. One thing I will say about that event was we had like seven editors who were all working. There's a big bottleneck. There was a giant bottleneck in the data transfers and all that because we needed everyone brought their own laptops and then everyone was connected via Ethernet to a Mac Mini. Mm -hmm. And that Mac Mini, I guess, was like the uh, local like storage or whatever. Yeah, like the host. But the thing is, because it was just through Ethernet, uh, like... It was. It ended up being like one gig Ethernet speeds, and it just, even though we were at 1080, it still was like a little jumpy and weird to edit, and everything was a little bit slow. And, yeah, uh, I ended up talking to the the uh, the people who were in charge, and I was like, "Yo, if you guys do these events a lot, may I recommend a jellyfish?" Absolutely. So for me, like, yes, the the one gig hookup, it was a little bit slow to edit on. It wasn't impossible to edit on that wasn't even the biggest issue for me yes it was slightly frustrating but that's editing sometimes the biggest problem was it wasn't so the jellyfish that we have it's like you know a local server that everyone can be hooked up to it at the same time and edit off the same files at the same time the way this uh i don't know if it was an nas or what but the way it worked was everything had to be copied to each individual drive. So we had, you know, 200 gigs of footage being copied to seven or eight different hard drives. And sometimes the the transfers would fail or, you know, having eight going at once would slow down every transfer. So like it 
took a while to get the footage even on my hard drive to start working. So we just ended up starting much later than we had anticipated. I, I'm not even going to fucking lie. Like there were, so the keynote was like an hour long, right? And so it was an hour long video. So that was like 90 something gigs. But I just, I just took the, I just took the H.264 export of it, those three gigs, and worked off of that, and no one noticed a fucking thing. Yeah, I mean... the quality is the fucking same. Yeah, it's I just, pretty cool. I worked off of that instead of the 90 gig one, and I got it done quick, quickly, and everyone liked it. And I was like, that's what we should be working off of, really. It is, yeah. Because it's like, why do we need the one with more data? That's if we're going to send it to color, if we're going to be like taking it through the entire process. Yeah, this is just going to live on social media. If this shit is supposed to get import, uh, imported, chopped up, and sent out quick as possible, and the content is exactly the same, and the look is ex- pretty much exactly the same, and you can't tell the difference, use the smaller file size, right? Yeah. I don't know. I know a lot of people are like, any editor who's actually an editor would be like, you edit it off of some H.264 compressed bullshit. You're like you're you're a loser. You're an idiot, and that's not the right way to edit. But to that, I say, I'm done, and you're still sitting there waiting on files. <laughs> my my I thing, finished editing. Well, I mean, like it doesn't matter. It, I'm it, eating sandwiches. You know, if even if it was like 4K, 10 bit, 422, whatever. Like at the end of the day, you're exporting this at like a four four megabits per second bit rate, you know, like and, and putting yeah. it as a one by a 1080 by 1080 on Twitter or whatever. It's yeah, like Twitter's going to like take the first three seconds and fry them up anyways. Exactly. It's yeah. just like you you also have to know like what the purpose of this video is. You yeah. know, it's yeah, yeah. also I mean, if, if the client, I mean, if the overall objective is to get it out the door as soon as possible, then that's what you have to do to get it out the door as soon as possible. Yeah. Agreed. If you, if you if you want high quality and you want you know bells and whistles, then guess what? Then you need more time, and if that's not time that you have available, then you got to do what you got to do. I mean, having said all that, I fuck with the fact that we got to do another live event. Uh, I really enjoy doing those live events. Yeah. I think they're really fun. Um, I know we were there for a really long time, so that was not really that fun. Kick but, my ass. I had to take a nap yesterday. I'd never take naps, but yeah, it had to happen. Yeah, it was a really long day. But um, I I think that like you know in the future if that type of event comes up and it's like in, you know if we get to travel for that, that would be tight because then you know you get paid for the travel days, you get paid for the event, and then the next day you just stay an extra day and get to explore the city and have fun. You know, in this case it was in New York, so yeah. we just had to fucking bite the bullet and work the next day. But um. No, it was, uh, it was a good time. I liked it. Um, look, let's take a quick break because Vince had a crazy week last week. Oh, yeah. He did a job for It's going to be a, a Vince heavy <laughs> second half, but it's it's interesting. Don't tell him. Vince has shushed me. We'll be right back. Yeah, you're going to have to bleep that. Welcome to Rounds of Sound, the podcast where we go song for song with indie artists to find out their influences and the stories behind their songs. I'm here with Hannah Jadagu. The way I recorded my first couple of songs was all through my iPhone. We have Victoria Park. I was on Twitter as I am and it's like, hey, are there like any labels who follow me who might be interested? It's the one and only Liam Kazar. Yeah, here's what I'll say. You gotta walk all your gear up and find the stairs. Okay, that's, yeah, that's never fun. That's, that's no fun. 
Check out Rounds of Sound exclusively on Spotify and find out the influences behind your favorite artists. That's Rounds of Sound. Welcome back, Sizzlers. As we said earlier, we are here with Vincent Alvarado Air at Vince Air Vince One. One. <laughs> he, had a, he had a pretty crazy week. He had a he shoot did. on Tuesday, kind of a last got minute thing. You're going to have to bleep that again. <laughs> He's making me bleep how much they paid him. He yeah. doesn't want y'all to feel broke. Let's, let's just say it, it was it was a pretty low rate, but you know what, Vince? Are you kidding me? That's not low. Well, that's high. Yeah, you think so? Thousand. <laughs> yeah. <that's, laughs> right, I got so much fucking editing to do now. Fuck. All right. Vince, tell us about your experience because it, it sounded pretty wild. Yo, so probably had a top five, I'm going to say top 10 career moment. In my life, wow, yeah, had a lot of good moments. Top ten though, but he went from top five, so we know this is somewhere between five and ten. Okay. Well, I, I say top ten career moment is and it, top five. I, I bet it's video like a six career. Or seven. Do you think it's top nine? Top five gr- video career moment, but you, top ten moment what about overall top eight of life. You remember MySpace? Yeah, my whole, whole okay, career. So top like five doing everything. video career. Yeah. is it five? There's t- is it top five? Is it top four? Uh. I don't know yet. I have, I have okay. to sit down and really think about it. You need to marinate on that? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That's a good segment, actually. Lo- write that down, scribe. We're going to have a... Am I the scribe? <sighs> I'm the scribe. <laughs> I, uh, I'm going to write that down. Top video career moments. That's a new segment. Okay. Because we, well, we need to come I mean, up with ideas for content. I mean, segment. Like That's really something you can only do... Once. Yeah, but you get different people on. Okay. Every time yeah, yeah. we talk about their top right. video career moments. I should have asked Jeff. You guys are seeing how the sausage is made uh, live yeah. on the show. That's, All right, yeah. so Vince, this is top four video career moments, you said? Uh, top five video career. So it's number five. It's number five. It's number five. It's, it's, it's number five. Um, okay, so how it went down is this. Um, I've been doing some jobs this summer. I've just been saying yes to a lot of things because it's summertime and yes, this summer, is the busiest, summer, busiest time to be filming and editing mostly, um, for projects, uh, cause summertime everyone wants to be outside and it's just better weather to do things yeah, in person. The, the living's easy. Um, so summertime. I, uh, the living's cheesy. <laughs> A good ad for craft. Sorry, what? <laughs> My bad. All right, so you're out here in the summertime shooting videos. Right, right. Why don't you get so, us get into the real story? Yeah, when, yeah. We're, when we're talking, yeah, yeah. Vince just keeps to himself on his phone. When he's talking, Lexi's throwing grenades everywhere. I know, it's fun. It's fun. Jesus you get Christ. to see him fucking try to navigate it. Making a sausage over here. <laughs> um, hey, I'm making a sausage over here. Sausage. What happened to that guy, Tony? Oh, yeah. I forgot about Tony. He, when he he didn't know how to make a pizza. <laughs> you let me know when you want me to invite him back. Yeah. <laughs> you let me know. Right, I mean, so, it could be this episode. So tell me, you're out here okay, uh, so in the I summertime. Was, I was doing I was doing this gig early in the daytime um, in the Bronx. I live in, in Bushwick, Brooklyn. So it's probably like an hour train ride, um, two hours round trip. So I get home around like maybe two, uh, around three o'clock. That's like an early gig though. You have to it's get It's a there super early. early gig. It was like a 7 a.m. type It's fucking nuts. Type thing. Well, so you've been working all day. I've been working all day and it's hot out and I'm just tired and I need to take a nap um, because I'm exhausted. So I go to sleep and I usually put my phone on do not disturb or airplane mode, depending on how I'm feeling. Um, and then I wake up like an hour later around four and I'm getting, I have like a bunch of missed calls. Um, from this guy I used to work with, uh, he was, he is a, still a client of mine, but I've done like a bunch of, um, kind of like indie music videos, kind of like low budget music videos for him. Um, really cool kid. Um, 
and he hits me up out of nowhere and he's like, yo, I know this artist. I know this big artist and he's in town um, and he's having a special guest in the studio. He needs a videographer to film him today at 6 p.m. And I'm like, oh, word, who is it? So he tell me he tells me who it is, and it's a it's a notable artist. It's an artist that I've definitely jammed to before. Um, signed on a big record label, notable yep. record label, yep. and um, I was like, okay, like you know, how it do you Michael know this? Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how do you how do you how do you know this person? He's like, oh, yo, like we exchanged numbers. I like freestyled for him one time. He's super dope. Um, he really and- liked the freestyle. He said. <laughs> that was a great freestyle. <laughs> Vince, can you come film howdy, me? Howdy, hell. Um, so he liked he liked freestyle. So he became friends with this guy. Yeah, yeah. And um, so he had his phone number, and he's like, "Yo, yo, can I can I give him your phone number? Like, he's in town. He needs someone asap." So I'm like, "Okay, asap Rocky." Is that who it was? It was. It was. Was it asap Rocky or Michael Jackson? <laughs> Those are your two choices, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's like I'm telling the story and it's like sub, what is it a subway jumper and I keep hitting obstacles every yeah, time I tell the fucking story. It's true, it's <laughs> yeah. true. All right, wait, um, wait. So uh <laughs> fucking you you're out here, you got his number, you're texting him. He's so he, like, "Yo Vince, come through and and film." Yeah, yeah, so and, and I I knew it was legit cuz uh the artist started following me on Instagram and liking some of my stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, "Oh shit, like this is actually pretty legit." And I actually like really like this artist, right? So I'm like, "Okay, cool." So I asked what the rate was. Um, the rate wasn't what I expected, but this was an opportunity where it's like, you know, what? I am tired, but it's summertime and I've kind of denied these types of gifts before because either they didn't meet my expectations or maybe I just didn't want to do the work. And I was like, you know well, what? Wait, we, it, we, we, it's music. We know it's music, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah, let's yeah, make yeah. sure I was allowed to say that. That's like a force we know. Uh, in my experience, musicians are always the fucking worst to work with. I don't know if that's your experience, but I personally hate working with musicians. So I would have, I would have probably said no to that gig, which is. That shows I, I was where my nervous. Mind was at. I was nervous, but I have denied gigs like this in the past. And I said, the worst that could happen is this person isn't a great to work with, and I could just leave. Right? Like, yeah. I, I could no, just, nothing's keeping you there. Nothing's keeping you me there, and na- then I know for sure that like you know I'll never work with this person. Cool. Um, so I come into the office here. Um, I grabbed FX six. I have my own a seven and I'm like, all right, I'm going to go book an Uber because they want me there at 6 PM in the studio. And it was like, it was like five Oh five when you got here. So you barely like even made it in time. Yeah. Yeah. So I was scrambling. I was like, you know what? This seems like a good opportunity. Um, and I just got to do this. Something's just telling me just go for it. And what's the worst that can happen? I don't have a good experience and then that's it. Okay. Whatever. Um, so I dip out. I get to the studio in time. I meet the artist. Super cool vibes. Um, and then while we're in the elevator, I'm like, yo, so, you know, I'm here with all my gear. You know, what are we filming? And he's like, I can't really tell you that. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, the fuck? But then he's like, you know, he's being mad cool. He's like, no, like, I don't want to tell you because I'm nervous. The person's not going to show up. And also, I don't want to, like, jinx it. Right. Um, he was already in the zone. He was. Yeah. He was like, I'm not. He, he was in the zone. He was psyched myself zone. out by telling you all this stuff. Right, right. So he's all he said was set up your two cams, and just film the experience, film the conversation, and just film us hanging out. So I'm like, okay, like I'm wondering, like who is it? Like, is who's the artist? You know, like it is a big label, so I'm expecting, mm-hmm. you know, someone pretty big. But you know, I was like, whatever. So. As soon as I'm done setting up um, the cams, said artist walks in. 
Yeah. Um, and for the listeners out there, you know, I can't mention who these artists are because it's a big album that this album, this artist, the main artist but that invited me is it, preparing. It, it was someone, the feature who came in was someone who you have grown up listening to. Yes. Like this was a really important artist for you in your life. Top 10 artists, actually. Yeah. Damn. Like top, top 10 top, artists. Top nine? Top 10. Oh, he's 10. He's 10. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Top 10 <laughs> artists. In come this art comes in, in the artist and I just had my camera on that shot where they enter and they give they say what's up to each other. And I'm like, wow, this makes sense to me. Yeah. I'm not a religious person at all, but I do believe in spirituality and the universe and good energy. And I scrambled there for a reason, and it was for this moment to be around one of my favorite artists of all time who came in the yeah. door. And the Spoiler art- alert, it was me. Yeah. <laughs> and the artist who invited me too, he also Chris. felt that way. You know, it's yeah. one of his yeah, 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 idols yeah, yeah. as well. You know, and he's had and this was the first time they met before. Yeah, so but you- this was the first time that they actually like hang out and like record in the studio with each other. So this was like what were you gonna say? No, I was just gonna say you and you and the guy who hired you have a lot in common. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's right. That's exactly. Right. You guys you guys are one and the same. <laughs> so he's in a pod. When's so, the Vince mixtape dropping? That's wrong. I know, right? Yeah. Um, so he in, comes in the artist and he's got like the Palo Santo going on mm. and they're talking about all sorts of things. I mean, um, and I'm going to mention artist A, artist A is the one that hired me. Artist B is the future. Mm-hmm. Artist A is just telling artist B like, yo, I grew up with your music. And like, I used to like do verbal exercises with my rhymes to your beats. And like, you're a huge inspo to me. And like, it was just a really cool moment to capture on camera because like, I'm here in their environment mm-hmm. and I'm seeing how these artists like interact with each other and it's uh, definitely like same kind of conversations that me and my friends have or mm-hmm. me and my artist friends or even us in this room like when we how we talk about music it's right like, like a genuine moment yeah and how we get you excited know. for artists and how we how it, it's a reflection of how much we give a shit about music you know right. and like yeah these are big artists that i'm in the room with but it's the same type of vibe and the same type of level that i've had with all of my friends who are into music too mm-hmm. so we're all getting excited and so artist a starts playing the, the track that he wants artist B to be featured on. Mm-hmm. Everyone's getting hype. And here I am. I had the eight, Sony A7S 3 on the gimbal. Um, and then I had the FX6 in the studio. Um, you could, you're, you're wearing it in the studio. There's only like five or six of us. And then through the glass, you could see the recording booth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I set up the cam in the recording booth and I'm just capturing as much as I can. Um, but I'm noticing like, number one, would have been better if I had two cams, mm-hmm. one focused on each artist. Of oh, course. Yeah. Um, so three cams total. No, two. Ca- I would have been okay with two cams, but like another cam op. Oh, you would have rather not had the camera in the booth? Yeah, I would rather have in the studio. And there was enough space, but like one cam on artist A, one cam on artist B. I got mm-hmm. a bunch of wide shots and I tried to be dynamic while in the middle of their conversation going from one side of the room to the other or just focusing on one artist when they're talking versus the other. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then just getting wide shots too. But it was, you know, it was just one of the moments where number one, I did not know what I was filming that day. Right. I wasn't really prepared. But now being in a situation like that where I am have two main points of interest, it's always better to have two cameras, one locked in on each person, Right. in my opinion. And did you set up like, so for the one camera that you put in the studio in the booth did you put it in the corner or yeah you, yeah, oh, yeah, okay, yeah yeah okay. i did i did i was I did. just chilling in the corner gotcha. yeah yeah exactly and so um, you had it lower or higher 
uh, high level. Like, I, were the, did 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 they ever find your presence to be like? intrusive or was it just very so, chill so that's one thing i asked too you know um every time i am with celebrity talent that's one of the first things i do you know i introduce myself first and right. then i just state i mean i state the obvious but i right. state it out loud so they so hear. you guys all know you're real people yeah yeah so i'm like hey you know i'm vince i'm filming i'm filming the studio session today um if anytime you feel uncomfortable or if you want me to turn off the camera or if i'm in too close to you please let me know uh, just tell me right. and i will accommodate and you I, i'll go Yes, 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 and I'll and I'll go and I'll leave, um, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Vince is just so happy that he got to do that. That's like his favorite experience uh, um, of all time. No, but like you know, so Le- like I'm not even kidding. Like you line. know, you know, and you know, but for anyone who's listening, legitimately. He was texting us at like midnight. Was like, yeah. yo, the shoot's over. I'm just chilling. We're vibing. It's so fun. It's yeah, like, yeah. Damn. It's like Vince so, never texts me at midnight unless he needs something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, so long story short, I was filming with Celebrity Talent. Um, it was a dope experience. This is artists that I look up to and just being in a room with them and documenting them. Like for me, it was a reminder of like, okay. I'm on the right track in my video career in terms of where I want to be. Mm-hmm. This is reinforcing the type of work I want to do. And I kind of didn't expect it to happen so soon. I've only been yeah. freelancing for like maybe two years. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I just, you know, you remember as us as artists and as people and as production people, right? Whether mm-hmm. it's shooting and editing, we know the grind. We know... Yeah the clients that we've worked with that weren't fun. And then we do know the clients that we work with that have been fun. Mm -hmm. And it's just the reminder of like, okay, at some point when we're doing things that we like and we're getting paid for it, to me, it's more of a, oh, I'm not nervous. I'm not really stoked. It's more of like, okay, I belong here. Yeah. And this feels good. And I'm prepared for moments like this because I know my shit. I mean, you know, sometimes you'll go through all of it and you just have to see the light at the end of the tunnel. And that is really what what it comes down to. One thing that I wanted to say was like, again, I I think I was like, I don't know. Sounds like it's going to suck and it's yeah. not going to be worth doing. Yeah. We it were turns out, negative on turns it. out it was something that like really, you know, was worth it. So it's weird because it's sometimes you can't judge the experience based on the price necessarily and you can't as as much as I am someone who like always preaches oh it's about day rates it's about day rates and this and that like in cases like this like you can can make it worth it you know you can you can make it worth your while if 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 the situation's right and this the situation was right Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. like I feel like I see I don't want to talk about the price because I know you don't want me to that much but I feel like it, it kind of was worth it because in reality, you know, you were you were there and you got paid for a, a bit of work, but also you got to like chill and hang out and meet like some idols almost. So it was yeah, yeah. Cool. and, and you, know, you know, afterward, after Artist B left uh, the film session, um, I stayed longer. I actually stayed for a couple of hours and we were just recording like ciphers and like just talking about music and just being in the room with artists who are well known and just seeing how they work yeah. to me that's just beautiful you know that's something that as a documentarian i see myself as a documentarian over anything um that's the type of story i want to share i want to share other people's stories and i want to give people a glimpse of things that they may never get to see on their yeah. own um so for me you know top top five uh, video career moment for sure um, and it's just one of those things where you got to just listen to your gut sometimes or all the time, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. it's hard mm-hmm. to do that because 
you know, depending on rates or things like that. But it was a really fun experience that I'm never going to forget. And it just reinforces for me that I need to be doing this. This is what I need to be doing. And I'm really excited to see where else and I'm not just speaking to myself, but like where else my career is going to go, you know, because yeah. at the end of the day, as we know, video content is in demand more than ever before. And there's just going to be more opportunities like this in the future. And for anyone that's listening that might be picking up a camera for the first time or who have been doing it for a while. Um, yes, there's going to be plenty of shitty gigs. Um, but at the end of the day, there's always going to be that opportunity or opportunities to do something you really give a shit about. Mm-hmm. And always go for it knock it out the park and even if it doesn't work out and you don't work with whoever the clientele is no one could take those memories away from you yeah no one could say this is bad or this is whack because you went out and did it for yourself yeah and obviously in a perfect world that's what we would be doing at all times we would have clients that we want we get paid what we want and it's fulfilling work um, it just so happens that that's not the case with everything because, you know, we live in capitalistic society and mm-hmm. we got to do things to feed ourselves and pay rent. Um, but those moments that we actually get to do something for fun is so fulfilling. And for anyone out there that's listening who is kind of going through the grind and not happy or not inspired, mm-hmm. you know, you got to keep you got to keep pedaling through. You got to keep riding through because at the end of the day, it's going to be a reflection of your hard work, the sacrifices you made. And the time he put in, that's going to give you those opportunities. And to shout out to Mick, I remember when I came home and I was super stoked about having, you know, this footage and yeah. just being excited to work on a project like I did. Um, you know, Mick also reinforced the perspective of being. He said, listen, like most of the fun stuff that we do is not going to be for a lot of money. Mm-hmm. It's not going to yeah. be putting a roof over our heads it may not even be long term most of the fun stuff we do is because we really want to do it yeah. and that's what give us gives us the satisfaction of being the artist that we are and it goes to anything that we do for fun right whether it's like us hanging out you know at the hamptons and picking mm. up the camera and filming each other recording yeah. this podcast or you know podcast or even like doing a show right a local yeah. show yeah. you know at the end of the day is it gonna pay us a lot maybe in the future <laughs> you know i wouldn't say no but at the end of the day, it's like we do not. this. No. We do this because we give a shit, you know. Like yeah, that's, that's the reason why we started doing this stuff to begin with. No one, you know, we all come from backgrounds of jobs that we really did not like. Yeah, and we made sacrifices to be where we are now. <laughs> that's true. And experiences like that really enforced it, at least for me, that mm. like, wow, like I'm happy. I and I told them, you know, I told them at the studio, I was like, yo, listen, like we're in Midtown right now. I worked down the street at an ad agency mm-hmm. and I hated it. I was constantly banging my head against my desk saying like, what the fuck am I doing? Mm-hmm. And literally a little less than two years later, I'm in a studio a couple of blocks away doing what I really give a shit about. Yeah. yeah. And had I not bet my bet on myself and had that confidence and jump ship, I would have never been able to have that opportunity. And for me, that's fulfilling. And even if my career changes and I do something completely different, I think it just reinforces the fact that Yes, it's hard work, but you can really do what you want to do if you bust your ass and get there. What um what were some of the things that what were some of the things that you would have done differently? Like, you know, I mean, you already said you would have rather had two cameras if you could have had two shooters. But and another question is how did you cuz I think I'm going to help with editing this. How did you capture audio? Got it, got it. So, I guess the first thing was I would have immediately called anyone on my sh- on my film roster. 
and just told them about the opportunity and say, listen, like, you know, it's, it's something that may be great, maybe not, but like, are you down just to ride out with me? And I know in, in my network, probably one person would have said yes, at least to entertain the idea. Mm-hmm. But just having that one person there would have helped in just terms of capturing more content. Yeah. Because I, I was on the gimbal and then I had the FX6 in the corner, you know, just sitting right. there. So that would have been more coverage. And then the number two is I just had a small shotgun mic on my A7, which was enough. That's dope. I'm but, just glad you had that because I remember one time you filmed something, you didn't have a mic yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had to clean that up. Yeah, yeah. So I have the mic, and you know, the mic's not the greatest. Um, mm-hmm. it, it reinforces the fact that there is a mic that I've had my eyes on, a shotgun mic that's like a thousand, and I'm thinking I'm just going to drop the money because yeah. in case an opportunity like that happens again, I'm going to have a mic that I really care about. It's the mic right. that we use on the Tree 4 Dock. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which at times we didn't even need to, we didn't need a shotgun mic. Like we had on camera mic that was good enough. Right. Um, number two, what I would have done differently is I would have probably had a Zoom recorder and just placed it in the studio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That way I could have just captured all audio and just yeah. maybe use that as a VO at some point. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah. Um, and then I guess number three is um, really just knowing, like, I would have had a shot list in mind. And there would have been angles that I would have got. Yeah, but you didn't even you know the space. You didn't even know. That. I, didn't, yeah. I didn't even know. But now that you know, I have recorded stuff, artists in studio sessions, whether it's a solo artist or a band. But I, yeah, I guess the third thing, it it, it would have been hard to pull off because I had no idea what I was going into. I didn't even know what studio I was going to be in, how big it was going to be. But kind of just preparing myself more mentally in the future to be like, okay, these are set shots I know I can always get. Yeah, the mixer the the artist writing lyrics the booth um there's always going to be couches in in like an artist lounge area the elevator up outside of the studio like Mm -hmm. always getting those shots are i think going to be important moving forward um but at the end of the day you know i i did what i could yeah i saw some of the footage and i liked it um i know when we cut it i'm going to love it yeah um but I'm, I'm my biggest critic, right? Like every time I look at footage, I'm always looking at it at, it, at a totally different perspective than most people. Yeah. I'm looking at it, number one, from a storytelling point of view, but also number two, from a very technical, is my lens focused breathing too much? Is someone out of focus? Do I have too much noise? Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I've shared footage like this with other people and nine times out of 10, they're like, yo, I have no idea what you're talking about. This yeah, is a right. good story. This is a good shot. It looks great. The story is the most important part. Um, yeah. which but, I think we'll be able to make a good one. Yeah, yeah, and and we I filmed a lot of really good conversation. You know, I think and I think that's what the artist wanted. Yeah, he just wanted me to capture the moment, and I think mission accomplished. Um, but overall, it was a really good experience and something I'm never for, gonna forget. And I think the biggest takeaway that I get, did get from that was like, okay, I need to, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, I need to be documenting people, whether it's musicians or people of interest, and I need to not force myself, but kind of just fall in and just continue to fall in love with this type of work versus not thinking it's not possible. Yeah. No, you can always go for it. The thing is, I mean, yeah, it's kind of like what you were saying earlier where the money isn't always, always in it, you know? But so it's like you do what you love, but you can't expect to really get paid for it too much. I don't know. And also, that's why I like the corporate shit is because there's a bunch of money in it. Yeah. And also, you know, I'm, 
What? I love it. <laughs> but see, that's the thing. It. It's like it's like having a it's like having a day job and like having like a, a hobby job, you know. So like, yeah. I know at least I'm confident in myself and my skills where I'm making enough money to survive. And you know, there are jobs that I take that I don't like, but they're paying the bills. So I, I'm privileged enough to have the opportunity to say, you know what. I ain't got nothing going on this afternoon. I'm going to pick up my camera and do something yep. where there's a lot of people who just haven't reached that level yet. Yeah. But you just got to bust your ass. Yeah. yeah. Straight up. Yeah, you got to make me a music video at some point. Yeah. That's I, just, I, just dropped, I just dropped music today. It's a, like a plug. Nice. Me plugging shit in minute 53 of the show. <laughs> uh, by the way, I fucking dropped music today Um, on Friday, last Friday. Uh, So, um, look, Vince, you were kind of talking about things you learned and what you would do differently, which is a great way to get us into everyone's favorite part of the show. You know what it is? What we learned last week? That's right. What we learned last week. All right, so Vince, why don't you kick us off? What you learned last week, you said, I, I wrote down for you, more prepared to shoot in a studio. So what, what is that that you learned? I know you kind of went through it, but why don't you give us a little nutshell? Okay, so having a Zoom mic on and having it, placing it somewhere in the room to capture all audio no matter what, um, hitting up shooters last minute to see if anyone's around and anyone, if anyone wasn't around, um, just, I guess just being confident and just making sure I got the shot, which I did. I, yeah. I think I was worrying too much because I'm, I'm just naturally an overachiever and I just want to make sure I cover all my bases. <laughs> He's naturally That's an overachiever. <laughs> I am. I am. I feel um, like I got to do too, way more than I should. And a lot of people would just be like, nah, you're good. Like you got, you got what you need. I'll go next with mine because it's sort of film related, and I know yours is. I don't know what yours is. It might be. It's, Who knows? it's somewhat. Uh, you film didn't tell related. me. You just told me to write, write down a keyword. Yeah. You never tell me. You just make me write down a keyword. Um, <laughs> for me, I wrote down Shot Deck. Uh, there's a website called ShotDeck.com. Shot right. Deck. You can pay a uh, hundred bucks for a year, and it's basically a big old database. Sounds it's really good if you are. Uh, if you need visual references for like decks or for like inspiration and ideas for cinematography. Um, pretty much it's this gigantic database where they have uh, hundreds of thousands of shots. It says over 318,000 shots from films to pick from, and they have everything tagged by keywords, by genres, colors, interior, exterior, aspect ratio, time period, time of day, format, composition, lighting, shot type, frame size, lens size, number of people in the shot, gender, age, ethnicity, uh, who shot it, any of this, and it's got all keywords. So for example, if you type in I and you say an extreme close-up of an eye at 2.39 aspect ratio, it gives you all of these different shots to pick from. And when you pick one, it'll tell you who directed it, what movie it was from, who edited it, what the production does, who the production designer was, who the costume designer was. This is pretty what, wild. What the set was on, like if they were in a, like this one says it was in a car that was moving and they're sitting in the driver's seat, where the story's located, where they shot it. It gives you so much information. Uh, and it's really an incredible kind of, like database it's great for inspiration for, for reference images for yeah. kind of just deciding how you want to maybe frame a shot exactly or like what and, kind of lens you want to use it, to me it's really great for pitch decks as well like if you're trying to con convey to a potential client like how you see this being shot mm -hmm. you just find what you're looking for on shot deck and from there you can fill your deck with yeah. these it's, shots it's easier to show than tell the right. client and then when the client is seeing award-winning cinematography as like the reference 
of course they're gonna like it mm-hmm. you know and then when you deliver them whatever you shot they're gonna be like what the fuck is this <laughs> <laughs> this um, isn't what we talked about yeah but shotdeck.com check it out it's actually pretty cool uh chris what did you have uh i learned that the pilot for reno 911 was basically concepted and shot in like five days so the way that it it happened uh, a bunch of the state alumni so the state was like a a comedy group um or maybe it was a show as well but Mm -hmm. uh they were filming a different pilot uh and they had been working on it for like a year and a month before it was supposed to be due they found out it was going to be canceled um so they had only spent half their budget and they basically asked if they could use the the other half of the budget to film another pilot mm-hmm. and they filmed Reno 911. There you go. They filmed one of the greatest shows, one of the greatest sketch shows ever made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Reno and that the state are uh everyone who doesn't know the state that's like Michael Ian Black um and basically everyone from Reno 911. Yeah. But uh yeah, Ken Marino, David Wayne, Michael Showalter, the people who did like Wet Hot American Summer. Exactly. All of those guys. Um yo, Vince Thank you for coming on, bro. I feel like uh, you had a lot to say in that second half. It was very insightful. And uh, I don't know. Vince had, had some uh, very positive energy today. Very positive. Vince was really he, Well, you know, not at, the, but not at the beginning. At the beginning, his his energy was, uh, what are these idiots talking about? Yeah. And then uh, then we got him riled up. Yeah. I mean, he got going. He was he knew what he wanted to talk about. He was ready. You know, so Vince, we we're glad you got a chance yeah, to come thanks. on. Thanks for coming. Uh, thanks for having me on, on your show. <laughs> thanks, thanks, for thanks for coming, coming on, my, on show. my show. Thanks for coming on my Anything show. Anything no, we're, like we're, we're going to have you back soon because, you know, we're going to be filming that the all-star game for MLS this year. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be you and me. Yes. So I'm going to have a lot of stories. I'm sure. Fun yeah. Ones. Fun. We'll fun record. Ones. Oh, we'll record something in Minnesota. Yeah. That'd yeah. Be good. Maybe a I've read that story before. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Vince, anything you want to plug before we say goodbye? Um, I want to plug, uh, fuck. I don't know. Um, I mean, you can find me on Instagram at airvince1. Mm-hmm. Get him to 13,000. Uh, yeah, that's right. You could find my work at vincentalvarado.com. And, um, you know, if anyone has any questions in terms of breaking in the industry, what to charge, or, you know, how to how to kind of get in where you want to fit in, mm-hmm. um, tell them to hit me up, and uh, I will do my best to help out. Also, shout out to the... Shushkin Productions fam for the networking event last week. I think that's oh, yeah. what we're trying to strive for. So if there's any other plug in the future for that type of event, please go. It's a great crowd. We had a, a, definitely a great mix of people. Mm-hmm. And that's the type of atmosphere where if you really want to break in the industry, always better to meet people in person versus 100%. online. 100%. Um, especially when it's at a cool bar like the Wandering Bar, man. Yep. Um, cool. All right, Chris, uh, take it away. Where can the people find us? <laughs> uh, shit. We're at Sizzle Real Gang on Twitter and Instagram. That's we right. are Sizzle Real Gang at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And we have the Sizzle Real, Real Cold, Cold Line. Line. Oh, it's freezing. 332 333 that's it. You got to call in. Yeah. You got to yeah, do it's, it. It's, guys, it's a cold line. It's a cold line. Cold line burn. We will not pick up. You nope. will not talk to us. You'll leave a message. And if it's good, we'll play it. And if it's bad, we'll play it. If it's bad, if it's too long, we'll edit it and we'll play like only part of it. Yeah. But yeah, trust me, just just say something. You know what I mean? One time someone left a minute and a half long message. I only played 30 seconds of it. <laughs> Tyler. 
I don't know. Oh, Tyler. Yeah, I think it was Tyler, actually. Yeah. I, uh, I, 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 uh, I, I, uh, and one time Nancy called in. Nancy, shout out to Nancy. I hope Nancy's still listening. I'm sure Nancy's still listening. Nancy's our number one fan. Uh, if you guys want tickets to Sizzle Real Live, that's going to be August 25th, Sizzle Real Gang, the website.com. If you go there and it's not up yet, try hello 77395.wixsite.com slash my dash site dash one. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to put the link in the show notes. <laughs> um, we hope to see you there. It should be a fun time. And uh, if we don't, at least we'll see you next week on the show. See you later. Bye. <laughs>